Hey there. Welcome to the in between. This morning we that was cool. You even did the pause. You did the, mm-hmm. exactly the same amount of pause that did I really? John does. I, it felt right to me. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, John is not here, so I'm Ooh. I'm filling in. Boo. He's not feeling great. So we hope he feels better soon. In the studio today is uh, Chris Legg and Paul McKenzie. Hey there. Boo. Oh, sorry. Yay. <laughs> There's the Dang cricket, it. I was cricket cricket button. Yeah. <laughs> you guys doing well this morning? Yep. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming back. I feel. Yeah. I, I slept. You don't sound congested. It's not as bad. I, I slept in my bed last night rather than on the couch uh, in order to not wake everybody up all night. And so uh, it was nice. That was great. Yeah, uh, here's better. something you can't see, but Chris is wearing Chacos open open-toed yep. shoes and i was frigid outside and so i was like man there you go way to go chris in lieu of john not representing yeah that's it's a, right exactly yep yeah we've i don't know how many dozens of conversations paul and i've had about that kind of thing about what affects you and what doesn't affect yeah you and, and that doesn't affect you temperature temperature within certain variants doesn't yeah it just doesn't affect me much yeah so Work work in IWS. I I had a guy who worked for me named Drake, and he never wore pants, and even when it was just so As cold and rainy. You mean long pants? <laughs> As if he wore shorts. <laughs> like man, Pico has changed since I left. He never wore long pants, <laughs> uh, and he just he his mantra was: if your core is warm, you're fine. Interesting. But anyway, so all I have to say. We yep. got we got Chris and we got Paul in here, yep. and you guys got stuff to talk about. We got stuff to kind of comment about from last week, yep. and more things to go. So I'll let you lose. Oh, one one last thing. Yes. John's not here, so we can't do your taste. I test. know we still can't do the taste test. I'm I'm like golly. I mean, Paul's the most important person, person because he it. knows yeah. already. So Rebecca, you know, Rebecca found those yeah. chips. Well, yeah. I still have a bag. So you want to do Guatemala chips? You want to do them side by side? And so I want to do them side by side, and maybe even blind. Like let's do a blind taste test and see if we can tell the difference. Because I know I've done a blind taste test with normal Doritos and Guatemala Doritos, and it's not hard. Like it's not like oh, that's now it's actually now that I know it's tough. No, it's not. It's so. So the reason I'm doing it is because I thought Holland had opened my last bag of Guatemala Doritos, and I pulled out a chip and ate it, and was like. Oh no, they they're still good. I'm, he didn't. And what but I had pulled out was Rebecca's, Rebecca's bag, bag, not the not the Guatemala bag. And so <clears throat> I was like, oh oh, apparently I think they're closer than I thought they were. Yeah. Mm. So that's good. Well, I'm you'll you'll you, well. This is world this changing. is something to anticipate. That's right. for you who are listening. World change. All of you guys, yeah. tell your friends and a good reason if you've never been on a mission trip and you like Doritos, go to Guatemala. <laughs> go to Guatemala. <laughs> I'm you, I've, I, okay, I, said, I just got to tell you like. Paul Paul's a great person to travel with yeah. for a lot of reasons. One, the 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 kind of the normal rules of travel. Paul doesn't either doesn't know them or is they have absolutely no impact on him. He just lightweight. What would be a, a normal rule? So or I two? told I told Rebecca the other day. I think I would have gone my entire life being that that American traveler who just kind of does what the schedule says. Like okay, now you go back to your room. Okay, yeah. now you go back to the hotel. Okay, now you do the this thing, and then you go here and you. Paul doesn't do that. I mean, Paul in a foreign country, he's like, "Hey, let's go, let's go walk around the city. Let's go." Nice. And and it's just it's truly was just a paradigm shift. Like, why? Yeah. Wait, why haven't I been doing this? I did it yeah. Israel. How many how many trips did I go on? Like three trips before you went with me. Oh yeah, 
at least. And I had more. I had never done any of that. Like I had, it. I just kind of yeah. went you where I was supposed to go. I followed the schedule and went where I was. Mm-hmm. And when Paul's like, hey, let's walk down to this shop or let's go check this out or let's climb up to the roof of this building or let's whatever. And let's, you know, break into the fire the, the illegal, go up to the fire exit onto the roof probably illegally and you know hopefully get forgiveness later but like i it just had never crossed and now yeah. i do i mean when when he's not there i'm like yeah. how did i not do yeah. this i mean I, I ran all around tel aviv i ran all around uh uh down by the red sea and i would not have done that normally yeah and every time i do i'm like well this paul taught me this it's really cool <laughs> that's it awesome kind of works out I yeah. think it's like, I mean, it's, it's in my brain, it's always a percentage thing of like, what actually is the percentage risk mm, you know, yeah. kind of associated with it? Yeah. Because you hear like, oh, well, it's, it's dangerous, but it's also like, it's real people. Yeah, and exactly. And how many people do you meet that, you know, don't have somewhat of a majority core value yeah, of, yeah. oh, you're, it's good. I'm yeah. glad you're here. And, and I feel like time and time again, that's the, that is the bigger picture of sure. There may be some outliers but the, right. the vast majority of people are strangers in other countries right. are still just people they're just good, people right yeah and and it's not like i mean when you think about if you know if somebody came here it's not all it's not always one-to-one but if somebody came here and they were wandering around exactly they they would probably be just fine i mean it would right. be and so and they got i know that's not one-to-one there's some places that's not true and we're right. not encouraging this right. behavior we we did apparently almost get in trouble doing it one time where they rushed out to go find us because they heard we had turned the wrong direction and we had apparently gone by in a, through a drug center. Mm. Um, but again, it nothing worked. happened. It we were fine. <laughs> like it worked out. We had already gone through the section that, had, that they were nervous about. And, yeah. and so um, now it might have been two hours later and two hours darker when we walked back through, and that might have right. been different, but mm. you never know. Anyway, I say all that. He's also, you know this about Paul, not very excitable. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you know something about Paul, but not like, he's just not, you know, not an excitable dude. So it weirded me out when, when he gets he excited came to me with a bag of Doritos in Guatemala. I was like, oh my gosh, you have got <laughs> to try these. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. it's <laughs> give it to me now. <laughs> whatever it is, I'll take it. So, man, dude, you sold me. You sold me, whatever it is. Man, okay, well, th- anyway. I, I'm really looking forward to this now. <laughs> I really am. Okay, uh, cool. Um, looking at last week, so you were you were you in both services, Paul? Yeah, were you able to stay? Yeah. What'd you What'd you think? I mean, I, I told you this after the first service. One, it was I think it was super fun. It had that feel of like it was light, good, it was fun, it, and then it was also yet still very clear at the at several points at the end of like the admonition or the conviction level of like, and we need to continue. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just all. Hey, let's pat ourselves on the back, and now we feel good, and we're right. We're just right. going to go on from here, you know, having a fun Sunday where we mm-hmm. just get to celebrate and not really feel like oh, there was a question to still stri- ask ourselves or struggle through. Um, and so that was super fun. I think that balance of mm-hmm. maintaining the joyful spirit, but then also kind of having that good call, and that and so that happened first service, and I think second service the same thing happened. But as we, as you and I talked about at the end of second service was, it was very different. <laughs> right. It was like all the, you know, I guess there was some overlap of some of the points, yes. but I'll I have look. eight. So I had listed eight things. Right. Yeah. Um, and hospitable, 
hospitality and discipleship were the only thing that both services, both services referenced. That overlapped, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that both did. So the first service also did, talked about teaching exegetically, being shepherds and servants. Second service did the leading from weakness and honesty and trying new things. Mm-hmm. And and so it's, it's going to make it interesting because on the 30th, I've got to remember... To cover uh, well, to which cover the other and one, and yeah. Sure. Repeat, yeah. Um, and then we talked about how there's a couple I have one at least that's probably just not going to get me mentioned. Now, I could be wrong, and we'll see if it is. Um, and so, if you know, if you're listening to this, don't don't cheat with it. Yeah, but don't spoil it. <laughs> it. It is. It is. It is the fact that this is a super generous church. Yeah. Mm. And and I guess the way it would come up is if someone who has received generosity from the church might mm-hmm. say, "Yeah, you know what? The church pulled us out of the fire here, or they helped us here, or they paid this for us, or some or may, maybe somebody who serves with the Thomas Ministry, right? Or sits yeah, on the that's committee. Good, that's yep. the missions committee. But yeah, I think the average person who's just giving to the church and attending wouldn't just stand up and say, "You know what's cool about what we do." Is that I give a lot of money? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, and when and I mean humble. a lot, I mean a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and I love how humble we are about it. <laughs> um, and so, so I may have to, I may have to mention that one on the thirtieth for both both services. But, um, but man, it is, it is one of the things that I do feel like I get to brag about. Yeah. this church about is is it is. I mean, I, I would say almost funny. Like, I have to be intentionally not flip it when people come in, like the, you know, compassion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "How many, how many folders should I bring in?" And I, and there is there is a little bit of I don't think it's pride in me. I know it's not pride in yeah. me. Yeah, pride in the church. And I'm like, uh, "How many you got, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how many you need to bring in. How many do you have?" And wow, and because I just know, whatever number you and I would pick, that this body's gonna blow that out. And, and uh, in fact, that's exactly what happened when Compassion came a few years ago, the first time. And so anyway, it's just, it's just great. It's such a great thing and, and to be a part of a church that has that attitude. Yeah. And it comes all the way down from leadership board. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually uh, almost joke, I think joke's probably close, but about when we ask a question like, should, you know, should we do this or should we do that for the staff? And we lay it for the leadership board. But they're probably going to say, no, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we go, um, so should we have this option? And they'll go, no, we don't like that. Double it. And wow. and that's just their attitude about everything is. And, and mm-hmm. when I think about the people on the team, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. When you got a guy like um, Bobby Hicks, who for, for forever now has been famous for the, we don't want to get caught with this money attitude. Yeah, yeah. He, he says that a lot. Like, listen, Jesus is going to come back. We better not have we, his we money. Don't, we don't want to have his money in the yeah. bank. He needs to get out to his people, and yeah. I don't want to get caught with this money. He sees money that comes in as a hot potato that he's got to get. We got to figure out how to get rid of it, and mm. which is dead on, very biblical. But um, anyway, so we'll continue to unpack that on the thirtieth. Awesome. And I need to make sure I spend enough, save enough time because I really do want to. The, the Acts two forty two and forty three about. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really do. I want to come back to that every single year as a church, at least once, that we look at that and remind ourselves. Okay, we we have a little bit of a template mm. for how the early church did it. Yeah, and and we always need to be at least evaluating: Are we doing mm-hmm. these things? Are yeah. we emphasizing these things? Are we prioritizing these things? Because if we're mm-hmm. not, that probably means we're doing something wrong. Mm. 
And have we have something else crept in that has become as important or more important than devoting ourselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, and breaking of bread and prayers? Yeah. yeah. Which some people say falls under fellowship, and some people divide out as four options. And yeah. I don't know that it matters. It's kind of four. There's four yeah. things here. And, and anyway, and it, it, is a, it is sad to me and a sign of my lack of spiritual leadership that probably where our church struggles the most corporately is prayers. Mm. Um, and I'm always being challenged. Every time I go back to this, I'm being challenged by, okay, how are we doing this? So I'm pumped that we've got a life group that's mm-hmm. starting. That's just people of prayer. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday night, people are just going to gather and pretty much just pray. Who's and leading I'm, that one? Is it just like a various leaders kind of a thing? I do not know off the top of my head. I, I saw it, but I don't, I need to look. I'll look it up real quick. It won't take a second. Anyway, and I think that that's always, that is a good reminder. And even Excuse like me. you said, again, Sunday and both services so well, like, and this is, this is us doing those things dysfunctionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to nail it, but it doesn't mean you don't answer the question. Well, are we doing it? And we may right. be doing it poorly. Well then yes, we need to keep doing it that's poorly right. and hopefully praying that God turns what our poor efforts into something, something better than just a poor effort. Um, but I mean, it was years ago, I mean, probably 10 years ago that the big, <clears throat> amongst evangelical circles, a lot of the conversations like we need to we need to return to the New Testament church, you yeah. know, the the first century church, and and then that was the that was the prize, and right, and then it was like, well, I mean, yes, yes, there's <laughs> there's things that they did that we need to be doing, but then there's also all of Pauline's epistles that <laughs> are there to say, right, yeah, they were they weren't great at this either. Yeah, I mean, this exactly. is the point. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of letters in our Bible to churches who were messing it up. And yep. so, of course, yeah, this is the natural way of, like, we as people and in an institution of the church, we're, we're going to mess up a whole lot of things, but it doesn't invalidate that it's Christ's bride. Right. It doesn't invalidate that we we shouldn't be doing this because we're not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to, to stop and have that periodic yearly reminder, okay, go back to the basics. What are we doing and have we neglected something that we should be doing yep. is, mm-hmm. I think, a good good always primer for the year. Yep. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do. And that's a um it's Amy Hobson, by the way, is leading it. Cool. So um yeah, so that's and, and also John is is got one that he's teaching, um, uh, which would be very similar, the posture of worship. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be also a good one for getting getting our hearts set correctly for uh developing that intimate relationship with him, praying and worshiping and listening and all those things that play into that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that happening and I'm glad that it's happening. Very glad that it's happening. Um, and then this next week we've got Jim Dennison coming in and, uh, he's going to be giving us a kind of a sneak preview. Uh, it sounds like of the kind of the material or the, the way of thinking that's in his book that comes out later this month. And, and I know that this is something that Jim is very passionate about because obviously Mark now works for Jim and, um, and Mark has been telling me for probably six, eight months that Jim has been paring down other responsibilities so that, and like not doing anything but this, cause he feels like this is that vital. And I, I understand that. Like I, I published now a couple of times the, and have spoken a few times on ironically what I called a superstorm. Mm-hmm. He calls it a tsunami. Um, but it is a, it's a significant shift that's coming in the worldview of America, the dominance of the worldview. And, 
and and I think it is catching Christians off guard. And I don't I don't think it's something we panic about. I don't think it's something we freak out about. But we need to know it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are things we can do in our relationships. But man, it is it's a constant. This now the uphill that the Christian worldview is the uphill version. It's not the downhill version. Like mm-hmm. you're walking uphill in our culture now to be a Christian following Scripture. And always before it was flat or downhill to be a Christian. It was worth more being one than not being one. And that is that is changing. And even just being stopped in the parking lot by somebody just on my way in saying, you know, my dad and my sister are, are at odds because, you know, my my sister has changed her views on these things. She's mm-hmm. deconstructed her faith and she's changed her view on some of these things. And now they're at odds with each other. And I'm trying to figure out how to help them. And of course, they can't go to the church because she's not interested in going to the church to get help. And so they're actually hoping to, you know, maybe make something happen in a counseling office or something, but which is an intriguing thing for me to go, man, is this, is this where the battle line has shifted now mm-hmm. for me is yeah. for some of this, but man, uh, yeah, I think it's a real thing. And I think a lot of people are going to be blindsided and they're, they're, the pressure is just going to, to use the image of a tsunami, they're just going to get washed washed back into the, water as the tsunami comes on the grant land and grabs them and takes them back and they won't even know what's happening. I mean, they won't realize it's happened. So mm. anyway, I'm glad he's coming. That'll, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what he has to say about all this. His, and it's, it's never a waste of time to hear from Dr. Dennis. Yeah. It's always enjoyable. Um, and his book that he, that is coming out on the 25th, the full title, the coming tsunami, why Christians are labeled intolerant, irrelevant and oppressive and dangerous. And how can we turn the tide? So yeah, I mean, super interesting, even that. And that's yep. released. And then we have, um, on the 23rd, we've got the Devoted Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to focus on the family issues, the issue with uh, family dedication, what family means. And that fits in well with the identity mm-hmm. of our church, like who yeah. are we. Right. And I'll be wearing my Equipping the Next Generation t-shirt to preach that morning. So, Because I feel like that is that is a vital part of who we are. Right. So vital. and. And figuring out how we take that to the next level would be awesome. Hey, by the way, did y'all know that this is like one year since Snowpocalypse? I think this is, is this the one year from, no, is it, it wouldn't be. I thought it, it was Fre- I thought it was February. Yeah, this would be one year since the first snow. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, the, fun, okay. the fun one. The yeah, fun, the fun snow one. that happened a few weeks before. That's right. I was looking at yeah. pictures on Facebook and, and. It came up, and I was like, that looks like Snowpocalypse, but you're right. That's the yeah. fun. This was okay. the fun first snow. Yeah, because this is the one that my kids were like, yeah, so this is the Texas snow you need to experience. Right. They're out in it. It's fun, yep. and then it goes away very quickly. Right. And then they're back to their normal lives. And then when yep. the Snowpocalypse came, it was like the first day was same thing. Oh, this is great. And then, yep. then wait, what? <laughs> it's still, it's here. still here. Exactly. <laughs> and we're cold, and we don't have power. And <laughs> you know we, Yeah. So it was yeah, I a lot less fun the second go. Yeah. Do you remember telling the kids, like, isn't snow so fun? It's so rare. We never yeah. we never get to see this much snow. It never sticks like this. And yeah. <laughs> yep. That was it. Yeah, that's good stuff. They, well, they, they might go years before they see it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good that's stuff. Great. That's yeah, great. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I'm good feel better, they, John. <laughs> yeah, feel better, John. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully you're encouraged. Yeah.